Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your host, and as always, it is such a pleasure to be here with you all. How are you? I'm excited to hear how everybody is going. I hope wherever today's episode finds you that you are having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that was requested over in the holistic business community. And that was to share a day in the life of a holistic business coach. So that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to share exactly what a day in my life looks like, and I'll even go further than that and give you more details about some of the boundaries I have created in my life to make sure that I am holistically thriving as a coach but more importantly, and most importantly, as a human being. So that's what we're discussing in today's episode. Let's dive on in. So first things first, it's really, really important to know how you work best, right? To know what boundaries you need to be able to show up as your best self in your best energy in all aspects of your life. So over time, you will get better and better and better at understanding what it is you need. Now, also, our energy is always shifting and changing, not only cyclically every month with your menstrual cycle or hormonal cycle, but also it's shifting seasonally in terms of the season of your life. (laughs) So right now, the energy that's in my life and in my business is very different to the energy that was there a year ago, even two years ago and more. The energy that I'm in right now is, I would say, a lot more at this mature creative phase of my creative evolution. In the beginning, when I started my business, I had so much motivation and drive and passion for what I was doing and I wanted to create all the time. There was a lot of that red energy around me and firing me up and driving me forward. And that was really, 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 really beautiful. So my biggest battle was getting myself to stop, right? Making sure that I stopped to take enough time to rest and all of the things. Now that was really, really helpful for driving me at the beginning of my business journey. Now over the years that has mellowed a little, right? Where that drive Drive is not as strong as it was before. And also, it's in a really good way, right? Because that drive would mean that sometimes instead of sleeping or eating or doing something else for myself, I just wanted to keep creating. Over time, it evolved so that I really have to put my body first, right? And the needs for my body are outweighing the fiery drive to have to do everything right now in my business. So I see this as more mature because it's more of a sustainable approach to business. I know that my business time needs very clear boundaries around it. And then what I do outside of that business time is everything else it takes to fill up my life. 
So of course, I am inspired by my business, but actually it's my the rest of my life that is driving that fire and that passion. And then I'm using that to feel what I'm creating in my business rather than the other way around, which I think is actually really interesting just to think about. So today, as it stands, I usually work three days a week. I work Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays right now. In addition to that, I also take time off from the screen and therefore online during my inner winter. Now, sometimes during my inner winter, I'll still go online in some ways because it feels fun and that's what I want to do, but it's more without expectation or obligation and it's not in a supporting role. So I'm not online, on screen, supporting my clients and holding space for my clients or anyone else. Rather, I'm just on there for my own pleasure and enjoyment. So that's a very different energy because the only person I'm holding space for during five days of my inner winter every single menstrual cycle is myself. I'm the person I'm holding space for. And as I do that, this sets me up for less pain throughout the rest of my cycle, more creative energy, uh, downloads. I, I love receiving downloads during inner winter. It's my favorite time. It's where I get all of the clarity I need on my business to support my clients, where I'm going next in life and all of the juicy things. Without that, I then move forward without the alignment and the clarity and all Also, it means that as I go into inner spring and inner summer and inner autumn, I don't have as much energy to carry me through all those seasons as if as when I rest during my inner winter. And so that's why it's so important that I rest. And this is generally a pattern for uh, most people who are experiencing a menstrual cycle. If you intentionally start to work with your cycle and the four different hormonal phases that are showing up. So I take time off during inner winter. I take five days off screen. Now, usually two of these days falls over a weekend. So it's really three days during the week that I'm taking off line. And that usually ends up being two work days, right? One or two week work days, depending on when it falls. So on those days, when I, that week, when I have my inner winter, I might end up working Monday to Wednesday, for instance, and taking Thursday to Friday off or shifting it in some other way. Sometimes I don't do the full three days. It just depends on what I've got going on and what feels right at the time. So in addition to that, I also take off time regularly for travel. Now this year I'm doing something a little bit different. So the first six months of the year, I am supporting all of my clients online. And so I'm working most weeks. I will take off um, a trip here and there and take some time off. Um, I also only see clients with calls every second week, which means in the weeks that I don't have calls, which is usually when my inner winter is. And that means that there's another week, which is my inner summer, where I usually use that to explore and travel. And then any work I do that week is at whatever time uh, I want to do that around my time traveling and exploring. There will be some times though during that first six months of the year where I will take time completely off. And so that will be like a week and maybe it'll be 
two weeks in the six months, or maybe it will be more or less. It just depends what feels exciting at the time. Now, in the last six months of the year, I will be focusing on something new in my business, which I'll be really excited to fill you all in on. And what this means is I'll be having more significant times not working in my business and then followed by really short Um, succinct times where I'll be working more intensely for a short period of time. So it might look like a week on and then three weeks off. And this is what I'll be doing in the second half of the year. And I'm really excited to keep you all updated on what will be happening during that time. All I can say right now is it will involve events. And so if you're looking to have some really beautiful events to really inspire you in your business, definitely stay tuned for this. Now, I also have boundaries around how many hours I work, although this is not a really hard boundary. So I like to work about four to six hours a day, and I like to work mostly during the day. Sometimes, especially during my inner summer when I'm traveling, that four to six hours might be something that's in the evening or in the early morning. Uh, But generally during the rest of the month, the four to six hours is going to be in the morning and then in the afternoon, apart from when I have my one of my calls, which is in the evening time in Sydney, my time. So I that's a general like overview of the boundaries I've got going on. Now, up until this year, I was playing with working three days a week uh, last year. And that was, I was just learning how to create boundaries to really help myself do that. I was working definitely more like six to eight hours uh, over those three days. Maybe sometimes it was six hours, but I definitely went over the six hours and I have not been doing that at all this year. So that's really nice. And in terms of large chunks of time off, I would take off two full months in the year. I think I did that in two one-month blocks, and that's what I generally try to do each year. And then I would take some smaller trips throughout the year that would be like a week or two weeks. So I've always really tried to make sure I create something where I can take time off and I can take large chunks of time off, off each year. I don't get sick anymore. So even if I feel like I'm coming down with something, I would take time off just to rest and relax. And so I can't even remember the last time I've been fully blown sick because I take this proactive approach to my health, which means that I'm able to take more time off to go and do other things that I enjoy, whether it's just to have a staycation like I did at the end of last year or whether it's to go traveling somewhere. But when I'm traveling, I know that that's very stressful on the body. So I like to go for place two places for longer periods of time, expect less from myself and really build a supportive routine for me in that place. It's not uncommon for me to have a really big rest in the afternoon and then go out in the evening after exploring in the morning. And all of this is just something that I'm gauging within myself to make sure that I'm supporting my body and her needs. So I also take my weekends off. I did used to sometimes work over the weekends, but that's something very rare now. The only kind of work I might do over the weekend is if I've got like an admin thing that I didn't get to during the week that feels more fun to do over the weekend, 
or when I'm doing my prep for the week ahead. So usually on a Sunday, I'll spend about an hour where I go through exactly what I'm going to focus on over the week ahead. And uh, But I do that for all of my life, right? So I don't like try to separate business and life. I look at my whole life and what I want to be showing up in throughout the week ahead. And I really, really love that week by week uh, planning for myself because it keeps me really present and in the moment. So I have Tuesdays and Thursdays off during the week, most weeks, and then I have my weekends off and my weekends are really time to just be spontaneous, to be adventurous, to connect with family and friends and really be present in whatever comes up over the weekend. So sometimes I might have events, other times I'll just have the whole weekend that's just free for me to do whatever I want. And I love, love, love my weekend time so much. One of my favorite things to do is just to have an adventure day with Lou where we wake up, we've got no plans and then we go out to a cafe. Usually we'll go to like yoga or something before, then we'll meet each other at a cafe and then moment by moment we'll ask each other, what do you want to do next? And then we just follow it and it might be like going to a movie or a museum or to the beach or going for a walk. Like we just see what comes up in the moment and they're my absolute most fun days and then we just stay out and it really Really enjoy ourselves and it's so 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 fun and then I use my days off on Tuesdays and Thursdays to have any personal appointments so right now I have a holistic counselor that I see so I will catch up with her and I have a coach that I see as well so I'll also catch up with her and if I have my doctor's appointment or I have a dentist appointment or I want to get a facial or a massage or my hair done or something else, I will schedule those for a Tuesday or a Thursday. I might also schedule to catch up with a friend or someone else during the week on a Tuesday or Thursday when it's easier than the weekends, which seem to get really full quickly, uh, especially when I factor in my spontaneous time. And what else do I do on a Tuesday or Thursday? Well, I guess if I've got a skill that I'm learning or I want to create some art, so something outside of my business, some art, I would schedule it for a Tuesday or a Thursday. And otherwise, like just looking after myself, you know, maybe it's um, cooking and enjoying that, or maybe it's catching up on something I'm learning outside of business, or maybe it's connecting with people, going to classes, hanging out at a cafe. Like, I mean, I do this during the week anyway, or my work day. So it just depends. So the way that I make things really fun for myself during my work days is if I have calls on, then that's a little bit different. I need to be present on the calls. So I might spend more time at home and I'll just get out to go for a walk or to the beach or something that gets me completely off the screen between my calls. But when I don't have calls or if I have a morning or an afternoon off, what I'll generally do is go to a cafe and do a little bit of work there just for a change of scene to get that energy because it really drives me. And on my human design, I'm very stimulated by what's going on around me. So I really love that just to sort of be the silent observer, but just sitting in there feeding off the energy and focused on my own thing. I'm very good at like zoning everyone else out around me. Um, And yeah, I really, really enjoy that. Um, I also always make sure that I have all of the classes that I want to go to throughout the week, whether it's a yoga class or maybe it's an art class or something else that I want to go to. Maybe it's a woman's circle or a, a workshop or something like that. 
then I'll make sure that those things are in my diary as well as any catch-ups with family or friends. And I also make sure that my sleep and my meals are also in my diary at the start of the week. So usually it looks like in my calendar, I've got my sleep in there and that's going to be anywhere from seven to nine hours. Plus I usually allocate half an hour to actually fall asleep. And the seven to nine hours is depending on where I am at in my menstrual cycle. So I know through, this is my seventh year now of tracking my cycle and noticing the patterns, etc. I know that during my inner summer, I need the least amount of sleep and during my inner autumn, I need the most amount of sleep. So So I've kind of worked out exactly how much sleep I need based on where I'm at in my cycle. And so I will create more space depending on if I need more sleep or I'll create less space if I know that I usually need less sleep. And so that then allows me to know how much time I've got throughout my day to do other things. So I'll put my classes in my diary to make sure I'm moving. I'll put my meals in the diary. So just breakfast, lunch, and dinner to make sure I've got time for those. And I put my sleep in the diary. I also put in my morning routine and my evening routine. Now this always changes up, but right now what I'm loving is I wake up and I do three things that my health coach gets gets me to do, which includes drinking some warm water with lemon. I have some water with some protein and some other adaptogenics. uh, And I also usually brush my teeth. Then I sit down and do Joe Dispenza meditation. That's something I'm doing at the moment, which is really fun, which is about 45 minutes. And uh, I also do some thought work. So as you all know, I'm very big on mindset work. So I'll get my head in the right space mentally for the day ahead before I go into doing anything. And then in the evening, I will make sure I have a wind down ritual. So that could look like writing in my diary. It's just something to get me off screen before I go to bed. Now, this is an area that I can be really, really bad with because if, I, if I'm excited to watch something on television or if I want to do some personal things on my computer in the evening or if I decide to work in the evening, which I try to limit as much as possible – then sometimes that can feed into my that hour before bed where I really don't want to be on screen at all. So I'm not the best with that at the moment because my routine's been a little bit different and uh, that definitely does impact how long it takes me to get to sleep if I don't allow for that time before bed. But generally what I like to do is just write in my journal And then I might also chat with my inner voice and get some guidance. I am chatting with my inner voice throughout the whole day. And um, something that really, really helps me is to read something. And especially if it's something fictional, right? So reading something like not online, uh, that really, really helps me to fall asleep, I find. So that's, they're the things that I put into my diary. And then I see what I have left. And so I know on a work day, I generally have about eight hours for the day to uh, factor in a class, so a yoga class or a dance class or something like that, and then the rest of my time with work. And then with my days off, that will just be um, filled up as I please for the week ahead based on uh, what I've got going on. But I always make sure that my days are full of the things that I love. And so they, these are these things. I love to go to cafes regularly. I love to explore places, so traveling, exploring. I love to spend time in nature. That could be going for a walk or it could be going to the beach. 
Uh, I love to attend classes like yoga classes or circles or maybe if I'm learning a skill, like I said before, like an art class or a workshop. I like creating. I like reading. I like time to for connection and also for learning. And then, as I mentioned before, I might have appointments for my self-care. So this is what I'm filling up my time and that's really what my life looks like and I really love it. It might seem simple, but every single thing in my life has been intentionally chosen and I'm very, very protective of how I spend my time. So I don't spend a lot of time replying to messages and emails and spending a ton of time online, right, or scrolling on Instagram. I don't do that. I have very strict boundaries and they support me really well. So if I'm replying to people, it's going to be at a time that I have set to reply to people and it's going to be with full presence so that I enjoy the process of replying. There's none of that instant reply from me because my energy needs to be spent on creating things, right? And so I I protect my time and energy to do that as my first port of call. And part of that creating in terms of my work is also selling, right? It's learning how to sell my offers, right? And learning how to share them. And I do that through serving my community, which is where the creation piece comes in. So the way that I view the act of selling in my business is very, very different to the way many of you view selling, which is why for me, it's very easy to show up and sell because I know that I'm creating and serving. And for some of you, it feels really hard because of the way you're looking at selling. And that's because of, well, I guess a lot of the um, the messaging we see out there about selling and also for uh, those of you who identify as uh, female, also all of the conditioning we've had around not being too much, et cetera, et cetera. So I also, uh, as I mentioned before, every second week I have calls and every other week I don't have client calls. So the times that I don't have client uh, calls, the, the weeks that I don't have client calls, that's when I do everything else on the business, right? Like all of the delivery of my programs. I do a lot of my uh, content creation, my strategizing. Um, I also do a lot of my accounting and all of those other things that are behind the scenes of the business my marketing and sales as well, of course. Now, other things to mention, I also have a team to support me and I have had people on my team since the very early days of my business, since before I was making the money that I am making today, since before I was making six figures, since before I was making 50,000 and even before I was making $20,000. And that's because I learned from a really great business person, Tim Ferriss, right from the very get-go, that it's so important to outsource different aspects of your business, particularly the things that you're just not good at and particularly the things you really don't enjoy. So very early on, I hired a VA on an hourly basis. I got them to do projects for me. And then I, as I grew confidence, I then hired someone to support me for a number of hours each week. And I have continued to work with someone consistently in my business since that time. 
I also work with people on other project basis, like, for instance, graphic design or photos or whatever else is needed in the business. So I always have a team who's supporting me too. Now, as I have grown my business and earned more and more income in the business, I've been able to hire more and more support, which was exactly what I wanted to do with this business because I want it to be something that also provides work for other people too. So I love that when someone's in my community as a client, they are also going to have opportunities to work with me and have me pay them for the work that they do. And then they're also going to be able to do the same thing in their businesses. And then we start this really beautiful network. I love, 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 love knowing that that is something that I've created. And it's been very intentional. So I always have a team, which means I need to factor in managing a team and communicating with my team and reviewing work from my team and all the things that are involved with having people work with you. That requires an initial investment in time, in getting your systems together, processes, in also just finding the right people for your business and then training them and finding your groove with them. And all of that takes an initial investment of time. So I say this because, of course, the lifestyle that I have today is very different to the lifestyle I began when I first Uh, started my business or even just a year ago or two years ago. And that's because the more I fine-tuned my business, the more I've realized what works for me, the more I've got those systems in place and set myself up with a really great structure for continuing to grow without needing to have more of myself in the business, but instead bringing on other people to really support me and bring their zones of genius. This has allowed me to create and take more space from my business. So all of that initial investment in time, in working out how to sell your offers, in working out the systems and processes for your business, all that all that you spend investing back into the business. I've got to tell you, a lot of you ask me, what what I do with my money in the business. Well, I invested every single dollar I could back into my business for the whole entirety of my business up until the end of last year. I hired coaches. I got courses. I hired team members. I made investments that would expand my skill and ability to make more money in my business, to elevate my uh, skill as a coach and to support my clients. And I knew that in terms of what I invested in, this would be the best way I could spend my money because my return on investment from a very holistic point of view was so far beyond anything else I could invest those funds into. So I looked after the business and made sure I supported it, right? And that has allowed me as time has gone on to be able to take now more money from the business, right? Because I have more money and now I can take more money from the business, but it's because of the investments and the and not taking very much money from the business I did from the beginning of my business journey. So this is something that can feel really complex 
If you're wondering how on earth have I created all of these things, it's been a journey and it's been a process. And this is why we hire people to support us in our businesses because there is so much to learn. That quote about it takes a village to raise a baby is exactly the same with a business. There is so much to learn. And that's why you've got people like me who are saying, hey, I can help you. I can give you so much help and support to make that journey of yours quicker, right? Now, you still have to go on a process of learning. You're not just one day to the next going to know how to create the business that you want. It doesn't work like that. It requires you out there in the field, trying things, testing things, working out what your boundaries are and what you need to feel like you're really thriving, communicating with your body, with your community, like presence is required. If it was just about being a robot and following a strategy that's the same step-by-step formula for every single person, then every single person would be successful in business. But that's not the case. And I don't know if I've mentioned this here on the podcast yet, but something I've been talking about a lot with my clients recently is that if you want to make sure that you will be successful in business, if you want to make sure that you don't fail, the only way you'll fail is if you quit. And the reason people quit is because they're not committed to the business for the long term, for the journey, for the journey of figuring it out how to make it work. Along my business journey, I have never, ever, ever, ever seriously considered quitting my business. I've been in it to figure it out and I know that I would figure it out, right? And sometimes that meant getting support from other people. Sometimes it meant taking a course. I have never, ever just taken one course or worked with just one person and had everything sorted out in my business. And that will never be the case, right? It's a journey and it's great. We don't want to figure it out in one moment, right? That would be so boring. We're here to expand ourselves. We're here to be on a journey. So you've got to be in it for the long run and for the right reasons, for the love of the journey, of figuring it out, of being challenged, of expanding, of really realizing, whoa, once upon a time, I couldn't do that. I didn't know how this works, but now I do. And that growth and hindsight is so beautiful. And it's the insurance policy to your business that every single person needs. You know, it takes on average five years for someone to be in business, to really have that business generating a consistent profit and really standing on its own. Now, it's been quicker for me than five years, but I have, I'm still committed to this for the long run, right? And so because of that, I'm going to see lots of growth in my business. You can't quit on your business too early. At least wait until that five-year mark, right, to really, really find your groove. And success is inevitable then because you're going to figure it out. (laughs) You will figure it out, but just remember it requires that presence and trial and error and support and all of these things. So the other thing that I wanted to mention was was two other things, actually, food and relationships in terms of the day in the life of a holistic business coach, which I've not even shared with you an example of yet. But I want to cover all the different things that I am taking into consideration to craft a holistically thriving life for myself. 
The next thing is food. So we all know that we need food and we all know that when we eat certain food, we feel better and more creative and inspired and energized than when we eat other food, right? So learning what that food is for you is not something necessarily that you're going to learn through the experts. You're going to learn it through trying it and then seeing how things make you feel. And then what is good for your body, especially if you're female identifying uh, with a female reproductive system, what is going to happen is that you're going to go through seasons with food too. So sometimes things are going to feel really good and that's what you're going to need. You're going to get kind of in a groove and then they're not going to. We need variety. So what I have discovered for myself is that unless I have my food worked out for the week ahead, I then tend to just grab things that aren't really great for me. So whether that, whether that's like chocolate and crisps and things that aren't going to fill me up or give me any nutrition, but I eat for pleasure, or whether it's like, okay, I'm going to go and get lots of takeaway this week. I know that I'm not going to feel as great as if I have a, um, a stocked fridge and cupboard full of foods that are really good for me. So I start to get Maybe once every three months, I really change up my menu, like based on the outer season, but I start to have kind of like a monthly rotating food roster for three months. And in that time, I'm eating very similarly, like I'll have a couple of different meals each week for lunch and dinner, and I'll be pretty consistent with my breakfast. And so I need to make sure on a Sunday or sometimes it's twice a week, I'm going to get the foods that I need. And I have that list for myself and I know what I'm going to be eating and when, and maybe I'll even batch cook and cook a bunch of things on a Sunday. But that really, really helps me. In the past, I've also ordered uh, you know, freshly made meals that I could freeze or put in the fridge. And that has really helped me for the busy uh, times in my business where I know that I haven't been able to cook. Other times I'm able to chat with my partner, Lou, and say, hey, I'm coming up to a launch in my business or something quite busy. And so I'm going to need a lot of support. Are you able to support me and cook more this week? And if he can't, then we're going to look for other ways to support ourselves with food. But I know that it's really important that I stay nourished through my food and also through exercise, right? So that's why exercise and food for me is something I really think of in advance because I know that they're things that will impact the way I show up across my life. The other part is with your relationship. So this this could be friendships, it could be any relationships, but I want to specifically talk about it and address it in terms of romantic relationships. What I've discovered through the journey of having my business and also having a partner who's very career focused and really driven by the work that he does too, I have found that it's really important for both of us to create space in our diary for quality time with each other. So that could be those beautiful adventures days that I love sharing with Lou that just light up my soul or it might be some travel time. Uh, But if we don't have that in the diary, I need to make sure that we've got some time with each other that's not just sitting in front of the TV and not actually communicating and talking to really uh, have that connection with one another. Otherwise, what I notice is that I start to feel really distant or we start to feel distant from one another and it doesn't allow you to feel supported. So I know because I can see that that's something that can kind of get pushed to the side. It's almost like with friends that you live with, when you start living with each other, you sort of stop making time for each other. I know because that's a tendency, we need to really make sure we schedule that into the diary as well. So 
let me talk about a an example of a day in my life when I'm working. Okay, I think that'll be really good now that you know all of the ins and outs of all of the things. So I'll wake up, maybe it'll be anywhere between 6.30 and 7.30 a.m. generally. I'll wake up and then I'll go straight into my morning ritual, which is those three things I do first up, then I meditate, then I do some thought work. Then I get ready and eat breakfast and then usually I'll either go to a yoga class or I'll jump on a call with my clients or I'll do another project in my business. Usually I really love to check in with my team and my clients first of all, depending what's going on in my business. Every single day it will be my team, it will be some of my clients and then I'm going to go to the most important task of my day, right, which is usually going to be something around selling or it's going to be a long-term project that I'd usually like avoid. And then I'm going to probably have some lunch, have a break, go for a walk. Sometimes I'll go to the beach or go see someone and have like a bit of a big gap in the um, over lunch in the early afternoon. And then I'll come back and I'll either have calls or I'll be doing something else in the business, right? And then I will go into making dinner. And I, I actually love making dinner when I have the time and space to really do that and enjoy it. Often while I'm making dinner, I might watch something. It could be something that I'm learning or it might be watching something inspiring on Netflix or somewhere else. I'm very careful with what I consume. I never watch anything that's a thriller. I despise all of that sort of stuff. I don't want that in my head because I know that my body is reacting and becoming stressed by that as if it's happening to me. And it's kind of like junk food, right? So I want to make sure what I'm feeding myself is going to be nutritious. So there's better junk food than other junk food, right? And so I want to have the better junk food. I don't want to put things that are scary. I don't want to be sitting watching the news. I don't want to be Yeah, just like I don't want to watch about crime because that's not great for me at all. I want it to be uplifting. I do enjoy reality TV. I love dating shows and that can be really trashy to some people, but I enjoy that sort of thing and I feel like it's kind of like um, low in terms of the stress that it causes my body. So I quite enjoy that. Uh, And then I'll probably just hang out, either chatting with my partner, maybe chatting with a friend. Um, Yeah, just cleaning, you know, just chill in in the evening. It's great. And then I'll go into my evening ritual, which includes journaling before I usually put do a little skin ritual and then wind down for bed. And so that's a typical day for me. But as we know, that's only three days of the week. And so that's why I wanted to describe how the rest of my uh, week looks and also what it looks like on more of like an annual perspective. So as you can see, if we look at my life as a whole, I'm filling my spiritual bucket. I'm filling my mental bucket. I'm filling my emotional bucket, my physical bucket, my creative bucket and my financial bucket. So all of these things are 10 out of 10s for me. I'm always looking at what would be a 10 out of 10 for me in each of these areas. And then on a day-to-day level, doing what I can to work towards those 10 out of 10s, right? Now, before we wrap this up, I just want to say that I, again, the only reason I've been able to create this kind of day in the life for me is because I have learned what it is I enjoy over time. 
Now, actually, when I did my perfect day visualizations at the beginning of my business, this was very similar to what came through then. And it was also very similar to the way I started working in my business back then, right? Except that I was working more often, but I was working in a way that I enjoyed at that time and that felt aligned. So going to cafes and the different tasks that I do in my business, like all of these have been intentionally designed to be enjoyable for me. And that's how your life can be too. What I do on the weekends, what I do when I travel in my free time, these are all things I've intentionally designed because they fill up my bucket. What I consume in terms of TV and learning and food and how I move my body, they're all things I enjoy doing. So that is being so consistent throughout my whole business. The only difference is the what, and that's based on what fills my bucket in the present moment. I also make sure I have time to be spontaneous in my day. I don't usually have my business tasks scheduled into my diary. I tend to schedule just the sleep and the meal time and movement time and then connection time because these are the things that I don't create space for if I don't put them in my diary. I know that I'll get everything I need to done in my business and I know that the things I don't get done are the things that I really didn't need to get done that week. And I can trust myself to focus on the things that move the needle most in my business and that are most important to serving my clients and my community. So you also are only ever going to get what you're willing to ask for. I know I talk about this again and again and again, but really it's the truth. The only reason I've been able to create a business that allows me to work three days a week and that allows me to take off two to three months every single year, or even at the extreme it is this year where I'm going to have even more time off, the only reason that I've been able to do that is because I was willing to ask for it and then to look at how can I create this for myself. If I was not willing to ask for that, I wouldn't have been able to create it in this way. I would be looking at what everybody else is doing and looking at the rules that we seem to adopt by osmosis and I would be living in that way, which would be the best way of living for someone else or perhaps no one else. I also am conscious of what allows me to thrive physically in terms of my body, my menstrual cycle, education and awareness and the way that I tune in and learn from my body every single day allows me to set boundaries that work for me, right? And so this is why I'm so passionate about sharing menstrual cycle awareness and body awareness because I know what a game changer it is and how it can be the difference of being burned out and sluggish and just not energized every day to having so much creative energy and physical energy and feeling vibrant and lit up. And so that means your journey is just so different. So now I want to leave you with a way to implement your perfect day in your life and business because because this is my perfect day, right? It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So start from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, step by step. What would you be doing in your perfect day? Where would you be hour by hour? And when your mind says, hey, but I need to live somewhere other than where I am right now or have something, some other circumstance that feels like you can't change, changed before you can start embodying your perfect day, 
Just really take a look at what that day is made up of and notice that there are many things that you can embody right now. And also notice where some of the things that you feel like you can't embody, you might be able to embody if you start to create space for them and boundaries for them, or you start to bring on people on your team or get guidance in your business so you can start bringing in more income sooner or more ease sooner or more uh, team building, like whatever it is, have a look for solutions that will help you move forward in the direction of what it is you want to create. And that's it, everyone. I hope that this was really helpful hearing the behind the scenes of what things look like in my life and my business. If you have any questions, feel free to send me a message over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. I'm happy to answer questions and maybe we'll do a Q&A episode in the future where I just go through and I answer all of the questions I'm receiving. So just send me a message on Instagram at Letitia Ringe if you'd like that and we'll keep track of all of the questions. I also want to say that if you want to find out more about working with your cycle in your business or about building a business that allows you to thrive holistically on your terms, I invite you to check out my signature business building program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. We go through absolutely everything you need to build a solid foundation in your business, to validate your offer in your business, and to build a foundation that allows you to thrive holistically. So if that's something that you would love more support on, I've got so many trainings. I'm always adding more to it. We have an amazing community around it as well. And you can sign up for that now and start diving in immediately today, including all of my trainings on cyclical business, which is super, super cool. You can start sinking your teeth into all of that today. All you need to do is sign up. That's that's all. So head to LetitiaRinge.com forward slash CYBB if you want to know more. And otherwise, everybody, I will see you next week in our next episode. Bye. Hey, if you're ready to create your very own purpose-driven business too, I invite you to check out my online program, Create Your Beautiful Biz. You'll learn how to create a business that allows you to make your difference and thrive. Just head over to www.letisharange.com forward slash CYBB. Let's make creating a business beautiful. I'll see you there.